0: Hello and welcome to another week of A Heart for Scripture. Uh, This week you're going to be reading 2 Samuel and the book of Acts. And how encouraging has it been that as a church we've been able to spend almost the first six months of this year reading through the gospel accounts. We've gotten to see from Matthew and Mark and Luke and John different angles and viewpoints of Jesus's life and his ministry and his teaching to his disciples and his death and his resurrection. And now we get to see in the next six months as we read through the New Testament, the effects that all of this had, his life and his ministry on the New Testament church and how the gospel still goes forward. Once again, I'm so grateful that we get to read the Old Testament and the New Testament side by side with one another because we get to see how the Old Testament promises are then fulfilled in the New Testament. And this week, we're going to be reading in 2 Samuel, the promise of a king. And in the book of Acts, we're going to be reading the establishment or even the ongoing work of a kingdom. And so you can remember that as you read this uh, week that you're going to be reading about the king and the kingdom. So in 2 Samuel, you'll see David is finally uh, appointed to be the king of Israel. After 15 years of waiting to be king, he finally takes the throne. And what's amazing is better than his temporary throne is the promise the Lord gives to David in 2 Samuel 7, known as the Davidic covenant. You'll see in the opening verses that David is experiencing rest from his enemies, and he, he even has a nice house of cedar, I think of maybe one of Uh, The Gatlinburg cabins, but better. This is where David lives. And he says, It's not right that I have all these things. And Lord, you don't have a house. So I want to build you a house. And the Lord hears his proposal and says, No, but I have a promise or a proposal I'll make you. So in 2 Samuel 7, verse 11, he says, The Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will come. Raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I read these verses and I, I think about a, a kid in a candy shop who, out of the gratefulness of his heart, he just wants to offer his dad, he wants to buy him a gumball. The twenty-five cents he has, that's all he that's all he can afford, is a gumball for his dad. And his dad says, No, you can't buy me a gumball, but I'll do you something better. Go and pick out any candy bar you want. And more than that, you can actually have the whole candy shop. I'm going to buy you everything in here. And I also bought the offices and the building and the manufacturing for the candy shop so that you can have an unlimited supply for the rest of your life. And it seems like an extravagant promise, but that's exactly what it is. It's extravagant that this promise the Lord makes to David. As we move into the New Testament, we see that this is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Matthew 1 recounts the ways that uh, the lineage from David all the way to Jesus and how he was in the line and now Jesus is the king that reigns forever. And what what's amazing is as we get to Acts, we see the snowball effect the gospel has in the first century. We see the kingdom being built and established so town after town and city after city and person after person and country hear the saving work of Jesus Christ and they repent and believe in him. I'm aware, though, that when people read the book of Acts, even this week, you may have a, a paralyzing fear of, of sharing the gospel with others. You think, man, I'm not like the first century church. I, I don't know the words to say. And you may be fearful as you think about evangelism. Well, let me leave you with this excellent quote from John Stott, the motivation for why these men and women evangelize in the first century and why we should be motivated this week to share the gospel with our friends, our family, our neighbors. So John Stott says, The highest evangelistic motive is neither obedience to the Great Commission, as important as that is, nor love for sinners who are alienated and perishing, as strong as that incentive, incentive is, especially when we contemplate the wrath of God, but rather zeal, burning and passionate zeal for the glory of Jesus Christ. My prayer for you this week is that you would have burning and passionate zeal for Jesus Christ, the King on the throne, and be more aware of how His kingdom is being built this week. May God bless the reading of His word in your life this week.